Well, good morning, Bridge City Church, Murraysville. I hope you're having a great day. You having a great day today? Come on, I am. Let's give God a great big hand. I'm just so thankful to him for all that he's doing. And uh, what an awesome, awesome day we have here worshiping Jesus together. Hey, a brand new series here. Do you hear what I hear? How many of y'all are familiar with that, that, what we know is a Christmas carol or Christmas song? But uh, many of us don't realize probably is that this song um, is not written, it wasn't written hundreds of years ago. Actually, it was written very recent. It was actually written actually in 1962. How many of y'all, that wasn't so long ago? Come on, somebody. Yeah, I see those hands. I, that wasn't so long ago. Come on. Yeah, some of you is like, way, that was the 1900s. Yeah, come on. And, um, but it really wasn't, it wasn't written that long ago. Actually, it was written um, in response to, at that time in our country, there was a lot of unrest. There was a lot of fear uh, because of what many of us know as the Cuban Missile Crisis. And there was a fear in the United States that there were going to be the launching of, of nuclear missiles um, at us in the United States. And so there was a real unrest. There was a real fear. And this song was written by a couple. Actually, they were in New York, and, and, and they, they, they saw a baby uh, in, in a, in a, in a uh, um, stroller. There we go, a stroller. And um, I'll get it out. And, um, and on the street, and it, and it triggered this song. And, um, and it triggered, and they, they wrote this song, and actually when they wrote this song and it came out, it wasn't met, it wasn't embraced real well. It wasn't embraced because there was so much unrest. But really what it was reminding us as a country is, to, is that we need to return back to Jesus. That in the midst of fear, in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of all these things happening in the world that we can't control, do you live in my world? that we need to go back to the, to the child, Jesus. And so in the midst of right now, here we are in 2022, we have, we have a lot of unrest. There's a lot of fear and anxiety. Am I right? And there's a lot of things going on. And, and so we need to be reminded of, do you hear what I hear? We need to remind one another that there's hope Hope in Jesus Christ. There's hope in this child that was born here. And that's what this is really, really all about. Now, I don't know about you, but there, there, there's, there's no other month of the year that has as many expectations as December. Right? I mean, you could say any, any other, like, like, like May, Mother's Day. Okay, that's, that's good. That's important, right? Come on. You know, February. Looking forward to spring. Come on. Yes, yeah. Yeah, there's all these things. You know, summer, vacation. There's, there's some things in there, July, you know, July 4th or a three-day weekend. There's some things there. But when you say, like, I'm going to say the word December, I want you to yell out the first thing that comes to mind, December. Yeah, that's about how it sounds. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, come on. There's, there's all these things that happen. I mean, you got shopping. And there's presents. And there's cooking. And there's things to do. Am I right? And oh yeah, that's right, there's Jesus. He's like an add-on rather than the, like the, the whole substance. And because we get sucked into all these things that are happening. Am I right? And this is a time just to like say, oh man, we're just going back in the midst of anxiety and fear and everything else going on in our world. We're going to remember Jesus. That's what it's really all about. 
Because I'm not just looking for, to be happy for a day. I'm looking for joy that can last a, a lifetime. Anxiety and depression are at an all-time high right now. It's crazy. I mean, I heard a statistic just the other day that even in, in high school girls that, uh, that hospitalizations for anxiety and depression are at an all-time high. They're up 51% than two years ago. There's an unrest. But you know, we, 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 we have an answer, and his name's Jesus. That doesn't always change all my circumstances, but he always changes my perspective. And I don't know about you, but that's, I need a perspective change. That's what I'm looking for, and that's what I want here. So, see, in the midst of, sometimes we want to feel better, but, but in order to feel better, God needs to become bigger. When God becomes bigger, I can feel better. Not just in my moment, but in my life. How about you? That's really what we're longing for here. Where's God and my pain and confusion and all these things? So here's the big idea. Um, we're just gonna, we're gonna look at the Christmas story and, um, in the Bible, and we're gonna relook at it. And in order to hear the, the message of Christmas, we got to hear it through three things. We got to be able to. We got to have a hearing. We got to hear it again, fresh. And 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 how about a fresh revelation about it? And then how about believing the inspiration that the once again we can believe that that God's God isn't just up there, but He's here with us, right? But also obeying. And so when we hear the Christmas story, it makes sense when we hear it in light of hearing, believing. And obeying. And that's the big idea today. That's the big idea. In order to hear what I hear, this is what we need to do. So, okay, okay, here we go. If, if, if you got your Bibles out, I want you to go to, to Luke chapter 1. We're going to go to the, the Gospels in, in, in Luke chapter 1 here. And in between the Old Testament, which is basically like about two-thirds of the Bible, into the last third of the Bible, there is there was over 400 years of silence. It was like 400 years of, it, it, it's almost as if God was quiet. You know one of the big questions that we all, we all wrestle with? Come on, I wrestle with this one. What do you do when God seems quiet? What do you do when God seems silent? Are you really there? Are you really paying attention? Because we sang a song just minutes ago about even when I don't see it, you're working. That's a whole different change right there. Come on, and, and I think even through the midst of silence, God was up to something. And I don't know, maybe God feels silent to you today. Maybe God feels far away, but I want to let you know God's up to something. You may not be able to see it. You may not be able to hear it right now, but God's up to something. How many of y'all need to be reminded of that? Come on. So here's Mary. She's in her teens She's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to as engaged. She was betrothed in that moment. And here she is minding her own business. She's going to get married to Joseph. Joseph. Joseph was part of the carpenter's union. He, he had good benefits. And so all she's doing is she's minding her own business, like scrolling through Pinterest, right? Checking out venues for a wedding in Nazareth. I'm going to tell you that, like, that's where... 
barn weddings became popular right there. I'm just telling you that right now. You may think they're just in the last couple years. I'm just trying to tell you, like 2,000 years ago, they were there. That, that, like, I'm just messing with you. But she's looking through, she's looking at the venue. She's just thinking about getting, get, get, getting, getting married here. And, and that's all that, that's going on here. And so here she is, a girl in her teens, and here we're going to pick it up in Luke chapter 1, verse 28, and this, this, this Gabriel shows up, and it's an angel. Now, I don't know, but when I think of angels, I think of big, strong, like, man dudes, like, come on. I just think of big, strong. See, sometimes we get angels, and we, all we think is like, like diapers and harps on a cloud. Right? That's what, that's what most people think. They think angels like floating around on clouds, like with a diaper. I don't think that. Like, Gabriel sounds strong. Like, Gabriel, like, you don't mess with Gabriel. Okay? Like, you don't mess with, a, with an angel Gabriel here. And so here he goes. Gabriel appeared to her. That's Mary. And he said, greetings, favored Woman, the Lord is with you. Now, I think that's pretty good. It's like, oh, God is with me. God's favored woman. In verse 29, so this, this young teenage girl, she goes, huh? What? Huh? Like, 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 like she's confused and disturbed. And she had to try to think, what on earth could he mean? And then, he, then Gabriel he says, hey, don't be afraid. The angel said, for you have found favor with God. And I want to tell you right now, I don't know where you are in life right now, but there's nothing like the favor of God. Because you can't earn the favor of God. What did Mary do to this point to earn the favor of God? God chose her. And because I've been chosen and, I've re- and I respond to God, that, that's favor. So the favor of God, that's her identity, more than anything else, if we want to hear the, the message of Christmas, we got to hear it through being favored of God. And that's what Mary was here. Favored of God, identity is everything. But she was confused because I don't know about you, sometimes when I encounter this book, the Bible, I get confused and disturbed. There's stuff in here that, that, that confuses me at times. Do you read this book? It'll mess you up. I'm telling you, that whole thing, I'm still working that, that whole like, like love your enemy thing, I'm trying to work that out. How about you? Okay, am I in the right crowd here today? Come on. Yeah, see, there's these things and, and confused and disturbed. And because sometimes when we encounter the word of God, the Bible It challenges us and it brings confusion because confusion is the currency of crisis. And right now in our country, there is a confusion because there's a crisis because even Jesus' church is fighting for its identity. And I believe God's inviting us back to a place that we are favored by God. God's inviting us back to be favored by God. You see, because when we hear something that requires faith, it brings a challenge and a choice. So whenever I listen to the word of God, or when I even 
receive a prayer like Pastor Eric prayed today, that's a challenge to me to see God in the midst of my crisis, right? But then the challenge always causes me, I have to make a choice, right? And so Mary at this point, she's challenged, it's a faith challenge, but she has to make a choice here. And she didn't start with perfect circumstances. If you're waiting for perfect circumstances to respond to God, it'll never happen. Mary didn't have perfect, easy circumstances. There was turmoil here. So skipping down to verse 34, Mary asked the angel, how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and so the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And I'm still, like, I don't know about you, but, like, put yourself in Mary's shoes. It's like, huh? What? What? Are you serious? This is what happens to all of us when, we, when God asks us to do something. When we feel like we, the word of God becomes real to us, and then it starts to get a response. When we hear it, we have to make a decision. Are we going to believe it? In verse 36, the angel keeps going. What? There's more? Yeah. What's more? Your relative, Elizabeth, has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. For the word of God will never fail. See, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes I feel like... I. I, I know it's not going to fail, but I feel like it's late. Anybody with me? I, I, mean, I, know, I know God's going to do it, but I just wish he would get on a better time schedule here. Come on. I wish he'd realize what's happening here. Are you with me? That's so vitally important here. And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything, how many things? May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel's like, my job is done. Why? Because she heard, she believed, and she goes, okay, now what you said, God, I want that. Isn't that a good thing right there? See, that's a good thing there. And this is what God's asking for us right now. Even in the midst of all of our stuff, God is saying, he got this. And it's a good thing, but he's looking for people to say, may everything you said about me come true. Do you know God has good thoughts about you? No, I said, do you know God has good thoughts about you? See, we, we, we don't think God, see, the problem is, as many of us here, we think God thinks like we do. <laughs> and he doesn't, God thinks he has great thoughts towards you. He has great, awesome thoughts. He has plans for you. He thinks more about you than even you do. And for some of us, that's a lot. Because nobody thinks about me like me. <laughs> Come on, am I right? But God even thinks more about you than you think about you. 
Come on, and that's what he's doing. He's looking and he's, he, he sees these things here. And faith interrupts the status quo. And so, see, so when we hear something, oh, wow, God thinks favorably about me. And God thinks positive about me. And God has an assignment about me. And we start to believe it. Okay, may everything come true. Y'all there? Okay, God, whatever you say, come true here. What you do next is, is where it gets good. See, many of us hear it, and we believe it, but we say, wow. And then when we walk out of church, we say, see you next week. Right? For the sequel. For verse 2. Right? But God's saying no. So look what Mary does here in verse 39. A few days later, Mary hurried. Everybody say hurried. Oh, this is so good. She hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived, and she entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. See, what if we, when we felt like we learned something about God, we hurry to go see it happen? See, where you go and how you posture yourself in getting there will determine how fast you find it. Many people, they say, I don't know where God is. And that's because you're walking slow. No, I didn't say frantic. I didn't say pan panic. I didn't say like run around chicken, like a chicken with your head cut off. I didn't say any of those things. I said, but you we hurry to go see what God, oh, God's going to do this. God's going to be, it's going to be so good. I'm going to hurry to see it. And so she went to where Elizabeth was. And in verse 42, Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, women, and your child's going to be blessed. How many of y'all ladies out there know that's a, that's a really good, that's a good, good one, right? Come on. And, and, and then also you are blessed because you, what? You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Do we, do, you know what God's asking for us today? Now I don't know where you are with God, but you came here today, and God's saying, well, you just believe me that I can do what I said I would do. That in the midst of your circumstance, in the midst of where you are right now, would you just believe that I can still be God? How many of you know that God makes a lot better God than the person sitting next to you? Come on, somebody, Yeah. Nobody here. You're all afraid. Come on. Yeah, thank you. And it makes a lot better God than I would be. Because we have to allow God to do it. So she heard, and then she believed, and then she went and obeyed. In verse 46, Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in my God. And then it goes into a whole song. Mary broke into song. But first, what we need when we're challenged and we need to make a choice, we need some other people around us to confirm and encourage us of what God's doing when we can't see it. Isn't it interesting that God gave Mary and Elizabeth? All you ladies out there, listen. All you Marys out there, you need an Elizabeth. And some of you are an Elizabeth right now, and some of you are a Mary. I'm going to let you figure out that one. There's an age difference there. <laughs> Come on. 
Come on, but you need to figure out. Are you one to encourage? Are you one that needs to be encouraged? We all need a somebody because that's what God wants to do. He gives us a somebody to help us with what we're hearing, what we're believing, and how we need to obey. And so Mary starts breaking into song. Come on, somebody. I like song. I like it. The louder, the better. Come on. Don't you love the Christmas songs that are out right now? Everywhere you go, there's Christmas songs. Don't you love it right now? Come on. They're, they're singing about Jesus, and they don't even know it. I like it. <laughs> so good. Went around, hit up a whole bunch of neighbors yesterday, reminded them, even the ones who don't worship Jesus at all. You got Christmas stuff out. It's the only time of year I can say, God bless you. Jesus loves you. Other times they're like, we don't, we don't believe that. And I'm like, now they just smile because you got Christmas lights out. <laughs> don't think I'm going to miss an opportunity. <laughs> And then I thought God would be so happy. And so I went to another neighbor, and I invited them to church. And I told them I've been praying for them. They've been going through a rough time. And they even asked me, they said, you've been praying for me? I said, yes, I have. That's why you're better now. <laughs> and then I said, so you're going to go to church with me this Christmas? I won't repeat his language. It didn't go quite kind of as I thought it would. But it wasn't my job to make the response. It was my job to make the invitation. Because every time we hear something, it becomes with a challenge and a choice. I don't need to worry about that. I just need to worry about the challenge and choice that I have from God. Are you with me? And there's a song that breaks out here. She heard it. Now listen, we, we think like Mary, and dependent on your, your background, like she had no problems at this point. She, she was pregnant and no problems and her life was perfect. Now, you've got to picture this. For the next nine months, everywhere she went, they were like, that's Mary. You know the one. You know the one we were talking about. She, she was ostracized. She was, she, was, she was pushed out at that point. She had to carry this child alone. That's why God gave her an Elizabeth, because when you respond to God and you make a challenge and a choice that we all have to make for Jesus, it's going to come with a challenge, and that's why we got to surround ourselves with the right people that will help us in our faith. Because she was made fun of. She was pointed at. She was laughed at. And then she got to make a trek to Bethlehem. I mean, and we always see her riding on a donkey. There's many people says, I mean, Joseph was so poor he couldn't even afford a donkey. She had to walk, nine months pregnant, all those miles. I mean, whatever your story is, I just want to, I want to tell you, it wasn't easy. It, was, it would have been confusing. But Joseph protected her. Joseph protected Mary. He could have said, I ain't. Hey, I, I never touched that woman. He could have backed off. I'm serious. But he didn't. And I believe, listen, this is just my belief right now, my, my reading the story here. I believe that they had a covenant relationship at the moment he protected her, even when he couldn't see or understand the fullness of the, pro, the, the whole process, but they became one in their covenant 
through the trials and tribulations, not the good times. Do you know how you know you have a real covenant relationship, whether it's in marriage or with brothers to brothers and, and sisters to sisters? Because those people drive you crazy, but you still love them. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Am I right? That's how you know you have a real relationship. They drive you crazy, but I can't live without you. Preach that. Come on, somebody. No, am I right? And so, and so what I'm trying to tell you is as we all become God followers, there's going to be times that challenge us. But we got to make a decision because it's a challenge, and then we make the choice, I'm going to live in covenant relationship, and I'm going to do what God's asked me to do. With a group of people that help me respond to God and help me become more like him. That's true covenant relationship. That's because in our hearing, believing, and obeying, the whole Christmas story is filled with that. She responded. Now, I want to fast forward to you. I'm going to fast forward at this point. And go to the shepherds. I want to go to the shepherds. Now, this is, this, this, this is like Jesus being born time here. So we're going to fast forward a little bit, all the way over to Luke chapter 2. And the shepherds, I want to explain to you something. The shepherds were despised people. They were, they were low on the social rung. There's just guys out there that was a dirty job. It wasn't a fancy job. It was, it was just they were out taking care of the woolies out at night. And um, not woolies, the fish market. That was sheep right there. Come on. And, um, and they, they're out taking care of the sheep. And doing their own thing. They're working night turn. How many of, you, how many of y'all guys can relate to this? Come on, just working. You're just trying to make it all happen. And, and they're out there. And then all of a sudden, that night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were... They were, but the angel reassured them, don't be, he said, I, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Here again, when, when the angel dude shows up, they're, they're confused and terrified. See, many people say, I just want to know what God is telling me to do. Be prepared to be terrified. That's a sign you saw an angel. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, I'm not saying fear in the sense that you run in another direction, but God's inviting us to work with him. God's inviting us into a relationship with God. Isn't that a good thing? Come on, that's an awesome thing. And so the angel shows up, and, 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 and then they hear something. And then in verse 13, suddenly the angel was joined by a full band. The armies of heaven praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. You know, this, God, God says you're favored today and God's saying he's pleased. Now you got to hear this. God's pleased because he's a father. He's a father. And as 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 a real dad, he may not like everything you do, but he's pleased by you. 
he's pleased. He looks at you and says, yeah. That's what he's saying here. Come on. They heard a song. Uh, oh, do, you ever, do songs remind you of things? My wife and I, we, were, we, were, we traveled over Thanksgiving. We were driving, and, and for, for it was like an hour to maybe an hour and a half or so, we went back and we listened to all these uh, old 70s songs. How many of y'all remember that? Yeah. And each song kind of had a story to it. It had a story to, attached to it. And I don't know what your decade was, it was 80s, 90s, you know, 2000s, I don't know. You know, but, but, but songs have a story attached to them. Do you know what I believe would help us all? If we changed the station and got to the right story with our songs. Do you know what I believe what happened? And I think some of us just got to go back to get rid of all the extras and get rid of all those other songs and just start listening to the, to the right ones again. I'm not talking about the 70s. I'm talking about some good, good Christmas songs that remind us, the good story of Jesus, the, the worship music. I've been lately just saturating myself with the right song. I've been listening to the right songs. I've been listening to them. I've been just getting, I've been just getting them on repeat and just, just get, just, oh my goodness, the power of God, the power of his love. And I'm going to pour my life on you and, and God pours his love to me. You know why? Because I need that. So I'm going to set my mind on the song. Mary sang a song. The shepherds got a song. Everybody song, song. You got to get yourself a song. No, I'm telling you, you got to get yourself a song. It's real easy to get one. You just got to go looking in the right places. You just got to get yourself that song that reminds you of God's goodness and God's grace. Am I there? Come on. That's what I'm talking about. And so verse 15, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. Isn't it interesting? They heard and then they believed. If we go to Bethlehem, we're going to see. And then they hurried to Bethlehem. Are you seeing the trend? There's a trend. When you hear it, you got to believe it. And it provides a challenge and a choice that what are we going to do? See, we want to hear and we want to believe and we want hope. But what God wants us to have is faith. And faith is when we act on what we hear. I don't, I don't believe God has a shortage of miracles. I believe we have a shortage of faith. We got belief. God can but will he? They hurried. And I can only imagine. that All the shepherds like, oh, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go to our sheep together. And let's go see this thing. And so they're walking along. And then one looks at the other and says, did we really hear that Jesus is going to be in Bethlehem? And then one of the other shepherds say, dude, what's your problem? We heard it. Come on. Okay. And then they're walking along. And then the other guy who encouraged the other one says, 
I don't know, I'm starting to doubt. What if we get there and, he's, and Jesus really doesn't come through for us? Did you really hear what I heard? Man, you just told me a quarter mile away that I was crazy for thinking like that. And now you're thinking like that. You heard what I heard. Come on. And then they go along. And then another shepherd person who oh, didn't overhear that, he was pulling up all the little woolies from the back. And he says, hey, guys, are you sure Jesus is going to come through? Did you hear what I heard? And they all turn around and says, you heard what I heard. We heard what you heard. Do you hear what I hear? God's inviting us onto a great journey. That's why we're here. Do you know why so many of us love to get together at church on Sunday mornings? It's not only the great music, and it's not only the awesome preaching. Do you know what it really is? It's, the, it's this word. It, it's this Bible. When it comes alive and we can act on it, it blows us away. Something deep inside of all of us longs for true faith, longs for a relationship with God the Father. And sometimes we come to church and we don't even know why we like it. I'm going to tell you why. Because the Word of God, the Bible, becomes alive. And it becomes real. And God invites us into a journey by which we move forward and we hear things and then we believe them and he gives us other people to encourage us. And then together we can hurry and obey. But are we hearing with ears to hear? Are we really hearing with ears that can, that can really be tuned in do you hear what I hear? Now, how many of you, we, we teach this to married couples all the time, and, 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 and Natalie and I practice this every so often. We like, we, we'll, we'll be saying something, and we'll stop and say, you repeat back to the person, what I hear you saying is. Do you ever always do that? Like, I repeat back, and like, I'll be honest, usually it's in times of like, when you're having intense fellowship. Right? What I hear you saying is. And we repeat back. But you ever notice that sometimes we repeat back things that had nothing to do with it. Because we got other mindsets. But when we repeat back exactly what God is saying, we repeat back. Hey God, what I hear you saying is you're inviting me to, to take this challenge and make a choice. To hear believe and obey and dare to have faith that you'll do what you said you would do would you stand to your feet with me today said the little lamb to the shepherd boy do you hear what I hear ringing through the sky shepherd boy do you hear what I hear? A song. A song. High above the trees. 
with a voice as big as the sea. With a voice as big as the sea. The last part of that song. He will bring us goodness and light. I don't know where you are right now, but God wants us to be filled with goodness and light. That only can be found in Jesus. It's faith. Challenged and a choice. I'm asking you this week through your challenge to make a choice, I'm going to focus on the goodness of God. I'm going to take my mind, I'm going to put it on the goodness of God in the midst of everything else going on. Because I don't just want to feel better, I want God to get bigger. That's where we get it right there. How many of you can do that this week? You can say, you know, I'm going to put my mind on God this week. Come on. I'm going to change the station. How am I doing better than I deserve? That's a faith statement. That's not a feeling statement. That's a faith statement. I'm doing better than I deserve. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person who can hear my voice right now. I pray, Lord God, that faith is going to rise up and faith is going to be in every person stirred up today, Lord God. As we, as we learn today about Mary and the shepherds, Lord God, count us in, Lord God to hear and, and believe and help us believe. Help us even in our unbelief, God. But help us obey you and hurry along with it, Lord. Help us hear you once again, God. Now, right now in this moment, I don't know where you are with God, but I want to offer you what we all long for. It's a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ. Jesus came, God with us, to lead us to a place where we can truly have goodness and light. When we say, we say, Jesus, thank you for coming, and I, I want you to forgive me of my sin, and I, and I ask you to lead me into my future. I want to go on a faith journey, and I want to learn what it means to follow God. If you never had a time a place or a moment that you did that, I want to invite you to do that today. I want to invite you to make today your day to do that. Goodness and light. If that's you today, I want you just to boldly right now, just slip up your hand and I'm going to pray for you. Just say, you know what? I want today to be my day. Anybody at all here, they just say, you know, I want today to be my day. I have to have today as my day. I want it today. Anybody here today that says, man, I would love to make today my day where I became a follower of Jesus Christ. Anybody at all. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father. God, we thank you, God, for being so good to us, Lord. Thank you, God, that we're so much better than we deserve, Lord God. God, let this week be a week, Lord God, that you bless, that we're blessed, and I speak blessing and highly favored to each and every person here in Jesus' name. Amen.
Hey, let's give God a great big hand. You can be seated. Pastor Eric, come on up and wrap us up here.